Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, I got two questions. One, where were you last week Thursday? Oh, my goodness. We have. Therapeutic Thursday with our minister, Anna Byers. Now, Minister Anna was on to talk about her book, From Existing to Living. When I tell you, oh my goodness. Now, let me go back a little bit. Minister Anna was on the weekend. She was a part of the weekend segment and we did a sneak peek of the upcoming Breaking the Yoke Women's Conference that's coming up, God says, July 29th. And boy, was that some sneak peek conversation. And then she was a part of our Word Prayer Project uh, prayer for our men. And oh my goodness, she was fantastic. Now that was only a segue into last week's Thursday where she was on with us to discuss her book. Now Minister Anna was on, uh, she was scheduled from last month to come on and discuss her book and I had no idea how much of a treat that would have been. And, oh, my goodness, the testimony that went behind the story of an existing to living was a phenomenon. Oh, she's a hometown girl from the Bronx, New York, and she is... You know, she is a, a phenomenal little lady. You know, 
I've never met Minister Anna. And you would never know. You know, most times people say to me, you know, Pastor Steph, oh my goodness, you have such a wonderful relationship with so-and-so and so-and-so, someone who's been on the show. And I have to tell them, you know, I never met that person. And they're like, what? I'm like, yep. Because you would never know it when we get to dialogue it. You know, when we start talking and things like that, this is why I tell people, you know, we don't. We don't have interviews here on the Thomas with Pastor Sam. We have conversations. And her testimony was, she was very open. You know, one of the things that we are going to, you know, focus on for the conference is the fact that we need to speak more openly about our journey as Christians. And Minister Anna was initially um, invited to come on the show. And as she and I started talking, that's when the Spirit of the Lord told me, uh, you need to invite her on the roster, to be on the roster for the conference. And when I spoke with her Sunday, with you all to get that sweet piece, and when I spoke to her again on Thursday to get her, you know, chatter about the book that she has written, her testimony is phenomenal. You know, some people might say, well, ain't nothing, you know, different than the average testimony. And I beg to differ. You know, we all have a unique testimony. How we got from where we were to where we are now. And she was very open and very candid and very direct with the things she spoke about. And, you know, she let you know, I'm not afraid or ashamed to talk about what God has done in my life because he needed me to help to deliver people. And we can't help to deliver people in a closet, in our secret closet where we don't want to tell anybody anything. She told her story. And she was so engaging. As she was speaking, I was so drawn to her story. And just amazed at the flow of her honesty, of her transparency. And you need to get this book from existing to living. We've been on for three years as of May 2023. And I want to tell you something. I'm, I'm just a little old Stephanie Griffin. I, I haven't done anything phenomenal with my life, in my opinion. Um, I've accomplished a lot of things through the grace of God. But when I look at what God has done with people like himself, myself, you know, you have to marvel at God as to how he 
can just take you from nothing to something. And I'm not calling her a nothing. It means. But in the grand scheme of things, we're nothing. We're just a, 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 a wolf of clay in the hands of God. And to hear what she talked about in all her little trials and tribulations as a woman, as a Latina, I don't know what they call it, Latinx, Hispanic, I don't know what they're calling you know, they, they change the name so much. But, you know, we brown and darker people have our own testimonies that are much different than a lot of our other side of the same sisters and brothers. And to hear how God raised her and he is raising her, she hasn't even begun to get the top. She was phenomenal. She was really an awesome testimony and testament to what God can do in our life. And I was so blessed and privileged to have her on. I really was. Because, you know, I didn't have to be able to get her. No. I stumbled on her in the middle of the night one morning. Um, and I was like, when I listened to her speak, I was like, God, what have you placed in my hands to minister beside? Um, and amazing. So if you missed last week's Therapy Thursday session, boy, was that therapy Now, I have another question. Oh, before I go on. From existing to living, please go on Amazon.com and get her book. I know you can get it from her personal web uh, website, but I apologize. I don't know. But I know you can get it on Amazon because I did see it. And I do have every intention to go on and order myself a copy because I need to make sure that I I, I I get a copy of this. I don't have a whole lot of time to read a whole lot other than my Bible. But I gotta tell you, that that's one book I definitely want to lay my eyes on. So I advise you to go and get the book for yourself. Now my second question. Where were you this weekend? Now I'm talking about Friday, June 23rd, and Saturday, Saturday, June 24th, and Saturday evening. Oh, my goodness! When I tell you I am 56 years old, I have been to a whole lot of places in my low life. I have been... I, I've attended 
a whole lot of things in my life, but I got to tell you, in my little disabled state, and I say little disabled because it's a big disabled, but it's a little disabled in, in comparison to there are people who are literally bedridden and, and as, as, as much pain as I live in, I am no, I, I'm not dead And I think I know people who are literally like, they can't get up, you know. But I saved my strength, <clears throat> excuse me, to attend the Love Thrive Community Conference in Hyattsville, Maryland. Now, I haven't been anywhere this year. Because I just can't, I can't get out the way I'd like for physical limitations. But I gotta tell you, it was a short trip. It was Friday night and Saturday, all Saturday, from Saturday morning straight through Saturday night. I'm paying for it, <laughs> but I tell you one thing: if I had to pay for anything, it was nothing in comparison to the fact that if Jesus paid His life with His life for us to experience what we experience. On, on on this weekend. When I tell you, I have never experienced a level of love in one place, and I mean ever experienced love in one place. I have never experienced love in one place like that before. Now, when I say like that before, I'm talking about with a group of people who really didn't know one another. You know, of course, you know, this was hosted by our fantastic doctor, pastor, Hewlett Pearson. Now, if you, if you remember, I'm going to try to go fast. And get a date. So you're going to have to deal with me because I'm going to go back and, and tell you in a minute. Our pastor, Juliette Pearson, was with us back in January. She was on the um, broadcast. Her exact date was January 19th on our therapeutic Thursday schedule. And she talked about her book, Get Got. Empowerment for Everyday Life Successes. You have got to go back and listen to that. When I tell you what a powerful, oh my God, I just got been talking about Minister Anna back in January. What a powerful segment we had that Thursday, Thursday with our pastor's left. She blew us away. Well, she talked about her conference that was coming up in 
uh, Jake uh, what is it, June. And, you know, I told her we were coming down. I was coming down. I can only speak for Stephanie. I was coming down. And we ended up covering, now I don't know how many of you know that, it's due time with Pastor Steph has, you know, a little video crew. And I say little because it's a few of us. But they are the most um, amazing group of people to <laughs> to be with. They, they avoid you. They tolerate Pastor Steph. <clears throat> Excuse me, but we went down um, to Maryland this weekend. And when I tell you, you have, um, you 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 just wouldn't do the same. You you left out of there much different, much differently than you went in. You if you did not if you had never gone before, and I we did talk to a few people who. Had never attended. Most people had had been to at least one other um, conference. It happens every other year. <laughs> Excuse me. But the few who had gone for the very first time, they were just as blown away as we were. They had these breakout rooms. They had four breakout rooms, um, and. We we were not anticipating. We were not anticipating um, what we got. We were not anywhere anticipating what we received at all. Um, it was an amazing, amazing experience. And one thing I have to tell you, come back. God says your life. Next year, you want to be there. You don't want to miss it. You do not want to miss it. Be there, be there, and be there. Be there. You, God says your life, be there, okay? Be there. Be there, be there. We're going to, you know, there were a lot of conversations that took place. I don't like to say interviews because Pastor Steph and uh, Vivian did all the conversations. Shanti, it was in another realm of her life. God has definitely elevated her. She didn't have time for one interview. Vivian and myself, excuse me, we did the interview, uh, the conversation. We held the conversation. Oh, my gosh. Our only male search boy, guys, has definitely elevated him. Oh, my goodness gracious. You should have seen these people thrive in this environment of love. They had breakout sessions and the topics I want to I just want to tell you a couple of the topics 
we had they said uh, they they attended some topics uh, about dementia. So I want to make sure I get it right. Health, mental health, and the love factor. And they talked about dementia. They had managing life through a pandemic. I heard that was phenomenal. Connecting generations. I heard that was just spectacular. I personally attended to vulnerability of love and covenant, and that was held by Pastor Gabrielle. Pastor, I believe so. Pastor Gabrielle Matmos. Oh my goodness! When I tell you, speechless. You know, she readdressed the woman with the issue of blood, and oh my goodness. When I tell you a perspective that I have never, ever, 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 ever heard in my life, it was amazing. It was amazing. And we had relational life coach Julian Banks Pearson, who took another session. And oh my goodness, male impact, a society of strength and power. When I tell you, the awesomeness of that particular um, uh, that session was left you breathless, 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 and more breathless. You have got to make a choice to get there. We're not going to be able. I have our Dr. Gordon on this morning, and I was so negligent because. I did not have any time to review anything before I got with him this morning. So, Dr. Gordon, get ready because you're going to have to walk me through everything. I have nothing to bring to you this morning. I do believe we're supposed to talk about hormones, therapy, and he said he had been really focusing on that for the past few months because there was a question about hormone therapy or hormone balance. Hormonal balance. I'm, I'm sure I have that all wrong, but he'll clarify that with us. So he's been studying this for months, from what I understand. So just get your pens and paper ready. We're gonna take a few minutes to get a little health tip, and we, then we'll, we're gonna talk to him. And then I'm gonna have, you know, my crew, who is with me, talk to you about that this weekend. And so if you've called in, call back after Pastor, um, not Pastor, uh, Dr. Gordon is on. I forgot, he comes on early. So we're going to go, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to give you an opportunity to get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's the time when Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. One in 250 Americans live with aphasia, and 180,000 Americans will be diagnosed with aphasia this year. Aphasia is a deficit in the ability to produce and comprehend written and spoken language due to damage to the brain. Do talk to them using a normal loudness level and even paced speech. Don't talk too quickly. Do use visual aids and gestures. Don't talk down to people with aphasia. Do use close-ended and yes or no questions. Don't use open-ended questions when speaking to them. Do 
Highlight or emphasize keywords. Don't isolate them during conversation. Do engage in conversation. Don't communicate in big groups or loud environments. Do use simple sentences. Don't get frustrated. Do remember to be patient. Don't cut them off while they are speaking. Do use encouraging words when speaking to individuals with aphasia. Don't assume they are intellectually impaired. Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And today we are taking the Monday morning blues. And this in three years, in three years, I've never been unprepared. But because God always sends us the very best, Dr. Pierre Gordon is all with us this morning. And I didn't have a chance to prepare anything, but he just told me, Stephanie, don't even worry about it. I got you. I got you. I'm going to carry both of us. So if you have some questions, I tell you, jump on in and send them. You know how to get those questions out to us. Because from what I understand, he's got a real, real interesting topic to discuss with us this morning. So let me not utilize any more of his time. And say good morning to our Dr. Pierre Gordon. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? How are you? I am well, thank you. I'm well. I had, a, a, I mean, the most exciting weekend, Dr. Gordon, I think I have ever had in my little life. And I'm so happy that you're on with us. I was going to, late last night, I was going to text you. And someone just said, leave him alone, you know. We're going to figure out something And you just gave me some reassurance So I thank you so much For those who may not Know who you are because they haven't heard Our show Why don't you just tell them who Dr. Pierre Gordon is I don't know That usually has me so I'm at a loss for words Trying to figure out what to say But uh, the nuts and bolts What was that? Hello? Yes. So the nuts and bolts of it is pretty much I am a board-certified obstetrician gynecologist and a board-certified cosmetic surgeon. Um, So really my passion is taking care of women throughout their various stages of life um, and provide a wider array of services. So from actual primary care, gynecologic care, even when it comes to hormones, and also helping women feel better and look better uh, with my surgeries. So that's who I am. That's what I'm passionate about. All righty, all righty, all righty. Now, we've been blessed to have Dr. Gordon on with us once a month. And if you miss any month, 
behind us, you definitely want to join us um, in a replay. He is phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Definitely someone who knows what he does uh, and, and, and has a really, really good way of just breaking this stuff down to us. And last month we had someone ask, or the month before last, we had someone ask us about hormonal replacement and hormonal balance and things like that. So Dr. Gordon reassured me that he was going to be doing some extra studying about this particular topic. So what are we going to be talking about today, Dr. Gordon? So hormone replacement and metabolism. And these, while they are related, don't necessarily have to be in which means you don't have to be postmenopausal for you to have hormone replacement therapy. And hormone replacement therapy at this point. Wait, 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 because I got a little, it got a little smudgy. So I want to make sure we're talking about hormonal uh, hormonal replacement and menopause, or menopause and hormonal replacement therapy. So. While they are related, they don't necessarily have to be one together, essentially. Okay. Mostly the reason okay. I say that is hormone replacement therapy at this point is a large industry. It is something that more people are getting into. More physicians are offering that. Uh, more patients are interested in having that. Um, basically, the bottom line is they want to feel better. And having their hormones balanced helps them feel better and have a better quality of life. And that really is at the core of it. Okay, okay. So the hormonal therapy and the replacement is what exactly? Are are we going to talk about the menopause side of it first? Well, so... When we're talking about hormone replacement, um, we're talking about hormones like estrogen, which, which a woman needs and produces um, throughout most of her life. That amount starts to go down um, later on in the years, usually late 40s to early 50s, where their period menopausal changes to about 50. Um, but we're also talking about testosterone. Uh, for various reasons. Um, and then we're looking at the thyroid, which the thyroid basically handles the metabolism. So if your thyroid's not working well, then most of the things are probably not working as optimally as they should be in the body. So that's another one. That's so, and there are a number of others as well. But I think those are probably the three major ones to think about and have that before. Um, okay. Now, wait. Now, so we're talking about thyroid hormones, or hormonal therapy replacement, whatever balance, and we're talking about menopause. So we got those three things that work in sync somehow. Correct. Yes. So. Okay. Okay. Medicine at this point is seeing a bit of a shift with their position on hormone replacement therapy. Because for years, even when I was in training, the position was 
It's dangerous. Stay away from it. Use as little as possible for as short a time as possible. That was the position back then. And that is changing now. There is more information on it. The study that they use to provide their position, which is called a WHI study, the Women's Health Initiative Study, um, they've pretty much found a number of issues with that. And being able to take a better look at it and also other studies that have been done around it, they are able to amend their recommendations at this point and ease off on sort of the highly conservative views that they've had. And it's for a number of reasons. Um, with the WHI study, they found that there was an increase in um, cardiac issues and things like that with people who were taking the hormones. But when they go back and look, then the hormones that were being used in that study were one conjugated equine estrogen and proverb. So conjugated equine estrogen. And I mean, you really have to read what it is to understand it. It boggles minds a bit, but basically it is made from the urine of pregnant horses. Wow. And you can figure for such a large animal and giving that to a person, that can certainly have some issues. Yeah. Now, a lot of the issues that are seen with conjugated equine estrogen cannot necessarily be extrapolated to regular estrogen. And that's why we call the synthetic estrogens or the synthetic hormones versus the bioidentical hormones. So figure that there are about four different types of estrogens, right? Conjugated equine estrogen, or primary being one of them, 17 beta estradiol, which is the bioidentical hormone. We say bioidentical because the molecular structure of that estrogen is similar to the one that your body makes versus the conjugated equine estrogen, which, even though it's an estrogen, is not as close to the one that your body makes. So, therefore, that is not bioidentical. So, so when we're talking so about... Egg white, hold on, um, Dr. Gordon. The egg white yes. estrogen comes from where? It's equine estrogen. Equine. So Spell it for me. Spell it for me. And E Q U I N E. E G U I E Q U I N E. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's why I wondered because I wasn't getting. I was like, okay, I don't think he's saying egg white. I got you. Okay. No. Thank you. You're welcome. So that's why I said it's coming from the urine of pregnant horses. Mm-mm-mm. So that's what that's coming from. Wow. <sighs> so as far as progesterone goes, um, which is another one of the hormones that is replaced and certainly is necessary for well-being um, and mutual protection, there are progesterones or synthetic progestogens and actual progesterone, which is bioidentical as well. As I said, bioidentical meaning that the structure of that particular molecule is 
the same as the one that your body makes. So for that one, that basically would be micronized progesterone. That's the bioidentical progesterone. Versus Provera, which is medroxyprogesterone, which is which is often given for abnormal bleeding, things like that. And that's one that's highly available. Um, there's okay. also Moethinjoacetate, um, which is the progestogen that is often available in birth control kids. As far okay. as the estrogens, you have ethanyl estradiol, which is one of the synthetic estrogens. That is the one that's commonly found in birth control pills. Okay. So I give these examples and bring all that to say that the synthetic estrogens and progesterones are widely used. Um, they're the ones that are often found on the birth control pills. Okay. And they're generally safe. The majority of people don't have any issues with them. And, of course, if you're on them and you're seeing your doctor, they certainly go through your history, making sure that there are no issues with contraindications to see you take those, and they're fine. When okay, we're into okay. hormone replacement therapy, so for someone who wants to feel better, someone who has a hormone imbalance, who is low on estrogen, um, has abnormal bleeding, various reasons why they may need to be a homeless. Again, it depends. The synthetic estrogen, progesterone, and birth control pills may be what's indicated for hormone replacement therapy. You might consider going into the bioidentical homeless. Mm. Now, I am aware of people who, and Businesses pop up all the time where you just go online or you make a phone call and somebody sends you medication without ever having seen a doctor. I don't suggest that because okay. you certainly want someone who's going to go through your history and make sure that you are a good human. There are pellets that people have injected stay in for about three months and they release hormones and they're pretty much doing that for hormone replacement. At the same mm. time, we want to make sure that one, the dosages that are being given are correct and enough. We want to make sure that they're standardized. So you have to be careful with that. That's not to say that you can't do pellets, but there is certainly that consideration. So when I talk about hormone replacement, I what was that? No, I said absolutely. I was agreeing with you. Oh my goodness. Mm. So, which is why when I think of hormone replacement, I'm thinking more of giving um, 17 beta estradiol by identical estrogen and the micronized progesterone by identical progesterone versus any of them. So me personally, as a physician, I'm not considering pellets, if you will. Right. Wow. Let me stop hmm. there for a second. Any questions so far? 
I, I'm just trying to absorb all of this stuff you're talking about, about the, the, uh, the, um, the urine from the pregnant horse and how, you know, certain things, you know, we, here's the problem, uh, Dr. Gordon, as you're talking, and I'm, I'm kind of like really thinking about how careless we are with our bodies. That we would, and I, I know it's done all the time. You know, they, they get on these commercials and they, they throw out some stuff to you because they know people are experiencing these things. And especially, you know, if you're going through some hormonal imbalance and, you know, all kind of things are going on with your body, you know, people want to have an immediate cure. Like you said, people just want to feel better. And, and they, they play on that. And they get on these commercials and they say, oh, if you have this, you know, order this and order that. And unfortunately, some of us are just so desperate that we do get online, we do go on the phone, and we call, and we're not thinking about the fact that this stuff is not a one-size-fit-all thing. Like you said, you know, we really need to sit with someone and just let them go through our history because you're going to know the questions to ask. You know, when you place these orders on these phones and this internet, you're not you're not getting any personal attention. Let me ask you something. What are some of the questions that you ask so that people understand that this is really vital for you to have a one-on-one session with a doctor so that he can or she can help you navigate through whatever this hormonal issue is and how you treat it. So give me some of the questions that you would ask of someone. I would ask if that person has ever had a history of breast cancer. Um, that certainly is a contraindication to hormone replacement therapy. Um, Why? So Why breast cancer. Can, so breast cancer can be hormonal responsive, meaning that the cells can actually grow in response to estrogen. So for somebody who's had breast cancer, uh, yeah, no, I'm not jumping to give them hormones. So that would be one thing. Someone who's had a history of blood clots, um, at which point mm-hmm. that would trigger me to do other tests to see if they mm-hmm. have a genetic predisposition to throwing blood clots. And if they are, then hormones are likely not the best ones for them. Um, wow. And, okay, so, yeah, you so have before, wait, different before positions. Before you go any further. Yes. So, you, like you said, you if if you had blood clotting, you would not be the best candidate for hormonal treatment in a certain manner. What would you What would you be able to suggest or offer? Well, it depends on what the issue is, um, especially if we're talking about um, hot flashes. There are other medications that can be used, and probably non-hormonal okay. medications that can be used to address that before even going to hormones, if you will. Um, things like SSRIs and SNRIs, which are medications that are often used to treat anxiety. Um, mm. So Zoloft, for example. 
right? Uh, so those are things that can be tried. Uh, for somebody who has hot flashes and has had blood pressure, um, we can look into using clonidine. So there are other medications that can be used outside of hormones. Now, it doesn't necessarily give some of the same other benefits, but if we're focused so much more on, say, the hot flashes, then it can be addressed with that. Okay. Okay. Mm. Wow. Okay, you can continue. I, I just wanted them to understand how vital it is that we just don't get online and start ordering stuff. And who would have thought that whether you have breast cancer or not, whether you clot or not, have a history of clotting? See, people don't think about stuff like that. So, you know, if this, this people, please, please don't get online and order stuff. Just go to a doctor. Okay, Dr. Gordon. And something else that I would ask is if uh, someone's had miscarriages. Uh, someone who has had a number of miscarriages repeatedly, they might have an issue with clotting. Um, wow. And that alone, if I'm talking to somebody who says, I've had three, four, five, six miscarriages, I'm going to run some tests to make sure that she doesn't have a clotting issue. So something like mm. that, I'm sure you guys would never even think that, yeah, that might be an indication for testing talking to your doctor is what you need to do in order to figure that out just to get those right. addressed. Wow. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that clarity. Okay. You can fire okay. away. <laughs> All right. So, um, hormone replacement, bioidenticals, the 17-minute estradiol, and the micronized progesterone. There are various formulations that can be used and for various reasons. Um, there are benefits to it. Research has shown that overall cause mortality has decreased with hormone replacement therapy, meaning that once a woman goes into menopause and she loses the benefits of those hormones, because estrogen has benefits, it actually is cardioprotective. The, let's take a step back. Before menopause, a woman's risk of having cardiovascular disease is lower than that of a man's because of the estrogen. Mm, okay. Once a woman goes past menopause, then that risk is equalized more. So okay. to have okay. hormone replacement, to have those levels of hormones increase back to that premenopausal range again, then helps to decrease the risk of cardiovascular disease, basically giving you, extending your life, essentially, if you will. Okay, okay. Or the probability. Okay. And decreasing the probability of, say, dying or having a cardiovascular event. Mm. Um, and other benefits as well. Um, so... There definitely are benefits to it. It just has to be done right. Giving back the estrogen okay. will help you feel better, will help with vaginal lubrication, vaginal health. Somebody who especially has a uterus also needs the progesterone as well. That helps to protect the uterus. Estrogen not only does it affect the breast, 
high estrogen. If you're having your period, you can feel that the your breasts are more enlarged, they're engorged, they're um, tender. You can also feel abdominal bloating. Estrogen will also affect the uterine cells. So a lot of estrogen that is not opposed by progesterone, meaning that you're not having progesterone, enough progesterone and estrogen in your body, then the estrogen itself can cause changes in the cells in the uterus called endometrial hyperplasia and can even turn into endometrial cancer. That being the case, um, someone who is morbidly obese, well, maybe not necessarily morbidly obese, just obese, carrying out a lot of fat cells, more fat cells than usual, will have more estrogen because that fat will take testosterone and turn it into estrogen. Wow. So your body has more circulating estrogen and your body is exposed to a higher level of estrogen. Wow, wow, wow. Ooh. So... Yes. So for someone like that who has a high amount of estrogen, that's when I would add in progesterone to protect the endometrium, protect the uterus, so that it is not exposed to so much estrogen that it turns into endometrial hyperplasia or endometrial cancer. Mm. And there are even cases where even if there is endometrial hyperplasia, the progesterone is given in order to reverse that. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. Dr. Gordon, I'm looking at something here. Now, you were saying the difference between men and women and how, you know, it it can really make a difference. This obesity thing, I, I tell you, the more we talk, the last time we uh, uh, we had a conversation, we talked about, you know, weight and things like that and how it affects so many different areas of our body. I'm just blown away here. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing something that says um, the increased estrogen in obese men. What's the difference or how can that affect men differently than women? Or does it? So the mechanism is the same as I just um, described, where estrogen, um, the fat cells are hormonally active, right? So they are going to take testosterone and turn them into estrogen. So the more fat cells you have, the more of that conversion is happening. Um, so in a woman, of course, then it, you have more estrogen effect on the uterus and on the breasts. Um, for a man... That's where you can have more gynecomastia. So that is where a man will have more breast tissue. And by that, I don't mean just larger chest, actual breast glands and more fat in that area. Mm. So that's one way that that can be, wow. that can come up. Wow, wow, wow. So it, so it can have effects on... Go ahead, I'm sorry. So I said it can have effects on men. Wow. I was saying, again, you don't even know what's going on with your body 
where, let's say, men are experiencing this and they don't even know what's going on. So let me ask you this. How would men find out what's going on with them then? My answer usually goes back to the same thing. Go see your doctor. Really. Um, Absolutely. That really is at the bottom of it all. Um, Having a regular exam, that way we can pick a change. And even if everything's fine, you're feeling well, and that's good. At least we can use the exam you had last year versus the one you have this year. The one from last year ends up being a baseline. So if something's different, then we can see why is that. All right. Not wow. just because you're feeling bad and now you want to go into a doctor. Yeah, but having one every single year just to make sure you were fine in 2019, you were fine in 2020, you were fine in 2021, 2022, something right. started changing. Right. And we always talk about this, you and I, um, Dr. Gordon, you know, you, and I love that you brought this up. And I, I, I'm just sticking a penny, and I apologize if I'm interrupting you, but no, I'm no talking from a regular, average, everyday person and what we have a bad habit of doing. So everybody who's listening, not just you, but speak to your family and your friends about when we go to the doctor. I always tell people, know your body. Write stuff down, you know, because, you know, sometimes things are not so easy to remember. And like you said, when you go to the doctor on a regular basis, you know, how many times have we said to the doctor and they say, well, what's going on? I'm all right. It's like you don't even think to mention, and you don't want to go pouring out every little thing to the doctor. But again, Dr. Gordon, as we're here at this particular point, you know, and again, I'm sorry for interrupting your flow, but for, for us who just don't mention these things, especially men who, A, don't go to the doctor as much as they should. Women tend to go to the doctor a whole lot more. And, B, who brush stuff off. So, you know, for those of you who have brothers, fathers, uncles, cousins, you know, I want to stick a pin here for a minute, Dr. Gordon. When, when they go to the doctor and they're sitting, the doctor's asking, you know, so, okay, so how's everything going? You know, anything different? Anything what should they be saying in this particular area if, if, if they're feeling something different, but, of course, they're ignoring it? What could they be feeling, which is what I'm asking, ultimately, that would trigger them to say something that was so noticeable that it wasn't, you know, a big deal for me to go to an emergency room. But now that I'm sitting in front of you, I think I should mention filling that blank for me. Well, if we're sticking with the topic of hormones, um, yes. I think one of the things we can talk about people's energy, um, if you will. If that individual feels like he doesn't have as much energy as he used to. Um, if that person's working out, doesn't feel as, has the same strength as he used to. And that likely will decrease with time and with age. Now, one thing that well, I recently became aware of is the fact that, well, we understand that hormone level is going to decrease with time for both men and women, and that's for estrogen, progesterone, and also testosterone in men. That decreases with time. 
right? Yes. It has recently come to my attention that the level of testosterone that we have as men at a particular age, say at the age of 40, if you, you have a testosterone level of 250, 30 years ago, a 40-year-old man would probably have a testosterone level of 500. Okay. So the average testosterone level has decreased over time. Right, right. So it's not that our bodies are that much different than our fathers and grandfathers. It's more the environment. Oh, Okay. Okay. Wow. So, wow. That's certainly something to look into. And, I mean, you very well may have 20 year old men who are walking around with very low testosterone levels. Um, they need to be seen, they need to be evaluated. Wow. All right. Everybody. And, of course, that can have other effects. Um, I mean, low testosterone levels will also not allow you to produce enough sperm or quality sperm. Um, so mm. it can tell your inability to conceive a child might be an issue. Wow. 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 So tell your sons. Talk to your sons. That's what you heard on. It's due time with Pastor Staff from Dr. Pierre Gordon. Watch your, watch your family members. This, this stuff we're learning, we can definitely pass on. All right, Dr. Gordon, where are we going from here with our last 15 minutes? Because already you've loaded us up. Finish it. <laughs> uh, so I guess where I'm going with this right now is, one, this field of hormone replacement certainly is big because there is an interest in it right now. Um, okay. And with that being the case, there is more publication coming out more of these medical societies are coming together and not only changing their positions from what they were prior, but also giving mm -hmm. more concrete recommendations as far as how to have those treated. Okay. So in doing so, um, I would say, one, if you're interested in having your hormones evaluated, possibly having your hormones replaced to make sure that you're a good candidate for it. It is important for you to see a doctor. It is important for you to have labs drawn, not only to see where okay. you are starting off, but also to take a look at it periodically to see where you are. Is this where you need to be? Is the therapy we're okay. giving you working? Do we need to increase something or back off on something? Okay. So okay. having that relationship with your physician where you're seeing them regularly, they are evaluating you regularly, they're watching you for either any potential side effects or to make sure that the treatment you're being given is actually working, that's crucial. Mm, and okay, okay. And are following the established guidelines, they know which dosage to give you and how to watch it to make sure that it's actually where it needs to be versus oh. some other points of where you might go where they're just giving you medications and they're not checking anything and you're not sure whether it's working or not, except for maybe you feel better, and, but that's about it. 
Okay, okay. Let me ask you a question, Dr. Gordon. So a woman who's had a, I always get this confused, and you did answer this question for me before, so please accept my apology. Okay, so let's say for all the women such as myself, who's had not a, clearly not a full hysterectomy. You know, I, I guess I'm still got some things left up in there. <laughs> um, the uterus and all of that kind of stuff. Am I saying it right? I don't know if I'm even saying it right. But they leave your uterus so you still produce certain things? No, no, no. Well, no. So a hysterectomy is taking out the uterus. Taking out the uterus. <laughs> okay, I taking got that out wrong. the uterus. Okay. <laughs> All right. So hysterectomy, taking out the uterus. You okay. have a partial okay. hysterectomy versus a full hysterectomy. A partial hysterectomy okay. means that the uterus is taken out, the uterine body is taken out, but the cervix, the uterine cervix, is left in place. Okay. okay. That's a partial hysterectomy. Okay, so that um, I have. Okay, now so you the, had a the full hysterectomy. Right. So the full hysterectomy would be a full hysterectomy is taking out the uterus and the cervix. So what's left is now, just a vaginal pouch. Okay. Okay. So with either one of those hysterectomies, would you experience some hormonal imbalance? You should not. Not with those. Okay. All right? Okay. Um, now, let me just back up quickly. So the partial hysterectomy where we leave the cervix behind, you still need a pap smear. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you still right. have a cervix, so right. there's still always a possibility of cervical cancer there. Um, right. But there are benefits to leaving it in, holds up the vagina a little bit better, um, feel closer to normal anatomy, if you will. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. With a full hysterectomy, then it's just a blind pouch, as long as there were no major issues with pap smears in the past, then a woman generally does not need a pap smear if a full hysterectomy was done. You still need a pelvic exam, just not a pap smear. Okay. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay, wow. But the, the, those those two particular circumstances should not leave you with any hormonal issues. So here's the thing. There are times where during a hysterectomy, the ovaries are also mm-hmm. taken out. Now, the mm-hmm. scientific name for that is a salpingo-ophorectomy. We're taking out the tubes, mm-hmm. the salpings, and the, the ovaries. Salpingo-ophorectomy. So if you're doing a hysterectomy with a bilateral salpingo-ophorectomy, I'm taking out the ovaries as well. There may be reasons to do that. It's not done on everybody. In those reasons, I mean, in that circumstance is where that person would go into menopause. That's surgical menopause, essentially. Right. Okay. Whether they are 35, 40. What's that? 
And now that's why I was asking, because that was the next area I was going in. So thank you. You're quite welcome. So whether you're 35, 40, 45, you've had your ovaries taken out along with the uterus, or you may just have the uterus taken out alone, um, if that's the case, then that is when someone would end up having premature menopause, surgically mm-hmm. caused anyway. Right? Okay. Um, and certainly someone who is below the age of menopause, as I said, his average age is about 51, then that person certainly should be on hormone replacement therapy because mm-hmm. she then is going through a larger part of her life without that hormone benefit. Therefore, her risk mm-hmm. of cardiac issues and all-cause mortality are increased even more than somebody who went to menopause at the age of 51. Okay, wow. That's why I was asking because I use myself as an example because I never experienced any. So that happened like at 40 something. It was like 40, 40, 40, 40, 43, 40, 43. And I'm 56 and I've never experienced any menopausal, at least from what I know. At least that's the thing. You know, you, you know Dr. Dr. Gordon, you know how we talk. Oh, I get this, I get that, I get high fives, I get that. And I know that you probably other things happen to your body, you know, when you're going through menopause. So according to, you know, what the world, the world of women talk about, you know, what happens when you go through menopause, because the only thing we know about menopause are hot flashes. I'm going to tell you that right now. You don't hear anything. The word on the street, Dr. Gordy, is you know you're going through menopause when the hot, hot flashes start. Other than that, you don't know what in the world menopause is or what you could be feeling, and that's why I wanted to bring it up because, you know, you, you started off saying, you know, we're going to talk about menopause and hormonal, you know, hormonal balance and therapy and things like that. And we don't know what we're feeling or what we don't feel. And when you said, you know, your energy comes down, you know, you're losing energy possibly or more than likely, you know, you should be watching out for those things or you shouldn't have to watch out for those things. So, you know, I've never experienced anything. I have never experienced any hot flashes. I've never experienced anything. So that was so interesting because I'm like, okay, I did hear before if you had some level of hysterectomy, then you needed some replacement of something. So I'm, I'm really glad that you touched on that. So, you know, is there anything, while we're on this subject, Dr. Gordon, before we let you go, is there anything else we should be looking to experience or we should know when menopause is coming around? Other so, yeah, uh, there yeah, there are other um, symptoms of menopause. So um, sleep disturbance, the difficulty sleeping, mood changes, um, changes in libido, if you will, um, vaginal excitement. Mm. All these mm. things can happen um, with menopause. Right. Now, okay. at the same time, some of these symptoms can also be seen in, in depression. Right. Especially the mm. sleep changes and uh, the mood changes. All right. Um, so when you see a doctor, that's one thing that they also need to look at. And the two could certainly coexist. 
right? Um, but at the same time, while they share some similarities and symptomatology, you have to figure out which one you're dealing with and, again, which medication would be best. Because it might be that, all right, um, some Zoloft is probably what you need. It's going to deal with the mood changes and also the hot flashes that you're having. Okay. 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 Well, sometimes, how long does menopause last? Or does it have an <laughs> end date? So there's perimenopause, all right, which is the area, the time where your body's going through those changes. You haven't gone a full year without not having, um, without a period. That is when you, you okay. say that you are menopausal or postmenopausal. All right. After you've gone a full year, a full 12 months without having any bleeding whatsoever, no spotting, nothing, then we say you are postmenopausal. If you're having irregular oh. periods and you're having these symptoms, that's when we're saying you're perimenopausal. You're around that oh. menopausal area, but you're not there yet. Okay, right. okay, okay. And, wow. and that can last years, five to ten years. Wow. Yes. Wow. It can last years. Wow. That's a decade. That ain't years, Dr. Gordon. That's a whole decade. <laughs> All right. So now if somebody goes into that menopausal transition in their 40s, even though that's earlier than 51 being the average age, it happens. If it's below 40, okay. there are people who go to menopause before the age of 40, that's premature menopause. That is okay. absolutely somebody who needs to go on to hormonal therapy as long as they don't have any other contraindications. Okay. All right? Okay. And even if okay. in their 40s, they can have hormone replacement, again, to have all the benefits of having the hormones um, in their bodies. Usually the indication is to start hormonal replacement therapy within 10 years of having been menopausal, which means if you went to menopause at the age of 41, then you should, you should start hormonal replacement therapy by 51 if you're going to start it, um, or okay. before the age of 60. Okay. Because okay. things change and risks with hormones change in the higher age group. So after the age of 60, and some people will say 63, then it's probably not the best idea to get onto certain hormones at that point. So there is a time frame oh. where you should start it. Oh, okay. Okay, wow. Wow. Lady, see your doctor, Dr. Gordon, so that I don't exceed your time with us, how would you like to close this particular segment? Because I can tell you, when you go, I am going to get your, throughout the week some questions. So what would you like to say? Because I'm sure this may take on a second session. What would you like? How would you like to close? So today we're talking about hormone replacement therapy and menopause. As I said, this 
there is a paradigm shift happening at this point as far as medicine goes and how we approach and how we're treated. So the important thing is talk to your doctor, find a doctor who is comfortable with hormone replacement therapy. A lot are not going to be comfortable. Even your general gynecologist may not be comfortable in doing so. Um, so it's finding someone who is comfortable looking into it, someone who's comfortable prescribing it, someone who's comfortable following you through that therapy to get you into that better state, if that's what you want to do. Okay, okay. Again, you have been fantastic. I thank you for just filling <laughs> filling in for my uh, inability to have something to at least I can, you know, focus on and, and help you navigate us through it. Did, how? What if? Uh, please give us your contact information. All right, uh, telephone number. I can be reached at three zero one five four three zero zero four six. Email address is drg at v's and victor b as in boy surgical arts. That's arts dot com. And I can also be reached on Instagram at drgordon g o r d o n underscore cosmetic surgery. All righty. Dr. Gwen, thank you so very much again for being such a blessing to us today. And we, I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure we may have to touch on this a little bit next month when you come back, God spares. But until then, have a blessed rest of your week. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure as always. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Wow. You know, look how blessed we are. Okay, so we have our our, our Gertie Gordon, our sister minister Gertie Gordon each month, and we have our Dr. Pierre Gordon, and they both said something. Don't try this at home. Don't try this at home. You know, Dr. Gordon was much, you know, he was much different in how he said it. But I'm saying it like that because that's the way our sister Gertie said it. In other words, don't try this at home. You cannot get the proper care, the proper treatment, the proper attention by going online and, and to these people's websites who promise you this hormone therapy in a bottle. You know, they'll sell us anything on, on you know, on, 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 as my mother would say, on the line. Ah, you know, Dr. Gordon said something that was really key when he said the questions you ask and what they, what they mean. Why are we asking these questions? What happens when you don't ask these questions could, could cause you big problems. And... You know, when he says sit with your doctor, mention it to your doctor. You know, nothing is, you know, again, you know, you have these people where every little thing they worry about. 
And, you know, you can't tell people what to worry about, you know, pretty much. Because, so, you know, if their mother had this or their father had that, or, you know, for a lot of times history in the family kind of makes them a little paranoid. So they mentioned, you know, so they end up dumping. I've heard this, like, even in the waiting room where people are asking, you know, just pulling out questions to the doctor. And I know they become a little overwhelmed by us sometimes. However, from the information we just got, you can really see how vital it is that we go to the doctor for this particular, especially for this particular area. This is what, you know, have you ever had clotting? That's so urgent when we've heard, well, vital, because we've heard how the clotting, you know, travels to your heart. You know, stuff like that. I mean, and, and, and I know, you know, I may seem like I'm exaggerating a little bit, but listen, we talk about too much stuff here on this broadcast, health and news and all kinds of things, that nothing, you know, can be ignored. And to think that women, especially women, and I got to say this because, woman, you know, in my 20s and 30s, you know, wait not, you know, we're going to order stuff online, you know, um, without doing a proper study, without talking to our doctors, you know, we just, we want results, we want answers, we are looking to get a change, to feel better, you know, Dr. Gordon just got finished talking about menopausal signs being, um, you know, lack of sleep or, or, or disturbance of your sleep. He talked about, you know, all different types of things. And like I said to him, word on the street is pretty much if you're not feeling hot flashes, you ain't going to be metaphor. Because we always talk about the things that affect us the most. And we're not thinking about the subliminal things that are happening that could be leading to other things. And you mentioned depression. And we, sometimes we're trying to figure out why are we feeling a certain way? You know, and depression really surfaces in so many, it shows itself in so many different ways. And when you start talking to a mental therapist about depression that comes, you know, with a whole host of things, and you know, it's not until you start speaking to them that you realize that depression is so broad. And to think that, you know, menopause, you know, and depression are linked, even 1% linked, is enough to pay attention to. But you can't figure out, you know, what's going on and why you just can't get yourself motivated and, you know, why are you feeling this way and why are you so sluggish? You know, can you imagine, let's think about it. let's talk about this thing for a minute. Can you imagine when all of these things are going on? Now, are they going on at the same time? Well, we can't say that for one person, multiple things are not happening. But even if they happen in succession or, or you know, right behind one another. So I go from this to that to this to that. How do you handle all of this going on internally and you're dealing with life externally? You have things hitting you. From, from this angle, that angle, this, you know, this direction, that direction. You know, this stuff is, like, amazing when you think about it. And 
You know, I remember hearing somewhere, and the church is infamous for this, when you talk about mental health, when you talk about, um, you know, depression and things like, oh, go pray. And, (laughs) you know, that's why mental illness hasn't been addressed in the church, because go pray is the answer. Laying hands on you is the answer. And going back to this weekend, do you know that was one of the things that came up was how the church addresses your physical conditions. And we had um, our uh, pastor, Ray Light, L-E-I-G-H-T. He led the sessions to both, both days, Saturday and Friday, Friday and Saturday. And he suffers with, I think he said, bipolar 2. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. But he was talking about how, you know, he, he had, he's had people in the church who, you know, who have said, you know, I'm going to pray on that, pretty much. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. You know, I'm going to pray on that. You know, he's going to point to your leg. And he said something that was so powerful. He said that, you know, People have talked about, like, his bipolar condition and, you know, in comparison to and how you handle it, uh, what I want to say, spiritually. And he said he looked at, he, he responded to a person by saying, you have problems with your vision. Don't you wear glasses? And it was like, Hush fell over Jerusalem. <laughs> if you're listening and you were, you know, you were at the uh, the Love Drives Community Conference out in Highsville, Maryland this weekend, feel free to call in so we can chat a little bit before we get to our, what do you call it, switch tip with Shanti. You know, it, it was it was amazing, and to see how we slip in right with you know one thing just feeds into the other, with what Dr. Gordon just got finished saying. You know, this this is how the church handles a lot of things. You know, and this is why mental health has not been addressed. You know, they, they when you go back to the Bible, you know, and epilepsy, you know, um, you know they thought it was demons, or they said it was demons, and you know, church people now, they don't know how to handle things because that's what they, I've heard that now. You know, something must be wrong or they must have done something wrong or, you know, the, the demons came from their parents and things like that. And, and, and to listen to Dr. Gordon say that, you know, this, this ultimately leads, you know, this lack of hormones in the system can actually lead to other problems. Amazing. She's talking about your heart condition as a woman. I'm like, oh my God. You know, so it, it's amazing. I actually have our girl Anika on who actually attended this weekend's conference. Good morning, Anika. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? I am well, thank you. Did you just hear the session with Dr. Gordon? Yes, I was. 
I've I heard part of it um, this morning. I was a little wake, a uh, little late waking up this morning from all the excitement over the weekend. But um, yes, I heard <laughs> some of it. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we're talking about this weekend festivities. What did you mm. want to say about it? Mm. As I told Pastor uh, Pearson over the weekend, this wasn't just an event. It was literally an experience. I don't think I've ever attended anything where the whole complete atmosphere was full of love. I mean, it really lived up to the name of Love Thrives. The attendees were gracious. The presenters were wonderful. The, the, the vendors were generous. And it was just a wonderful experience, wonderful experience. I just only regret that I didn't know about it in years past, but I'm so grateful not to miss this one. All right. What was your highlight? Um, oh, my gosh, to pick one. <laughs> the highlight okay. to me, one of, not to slight anything else, but definitely one of the breakout rooms that we went into um, that talked about... Um, vulnerability and love mm. and how that pastor really broke down the story with the woman with issue of blood and how we have to remember that there was a journey she had before even getting to the miracle and we don't think about mm. the different things that people go through to where they get to where they are in their life when you meet them or as you're growing up and just remembering mm-hmm. that grace that we give to each other you know, um, there's just some people who, quote, unquote, as she said, don't have a capacity to meet the needs you're expecting of them and to be okay mm-hmm. with that. And then also mm-hmm. making sure that if you're also that person, that you give yourself that self-love to heal with God, that you could be able to help one another and not neglect yourself. And it was just, I know I'm paraphrasing a lot because it was so much. But it, that mm-hmm. that session really hit me, and it was a confirmation on some things that I was already thinking about before even walking in there. So, wow! I give God thanks for that. <laughs> wow, wow, wow! Thank you so much for sharing with us. You're welcome. Thank you, thank you, Pastor, uh, for just allowing us to have that experience. I appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, could not have made it through if it were not for you. So thank you so much. And I, I, I just give God thanks for the blessing that was received in such a short amount of yes. time, right? Yes, yes. Like the time flew by it so fast. <laughs> yes. So yes. fast. So yes. fast. So fast. Yes. So fast. It was. But it was, it was very, very well spent time. As much as we had travel and tire, and but it was so invigorating at the end, and to be able to take away Absolutely. so many gems was amazing. Absolutely. So, Thank like you, you again. said, you know, don't nobody should ever miss the next ones at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. Thank you so much for sharing with us, and we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Okay. Oh, we got our girl. I think this is Teresa uh, who's on with us. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Teresa? I'm fine, thank you. 
<laughs> what do you want to say about the Love Thrive Community Conference this weekend? Um, I just wanted to say that it was just a wonderful conference. Um, like Anika said, um, and yourself as well said, um, it was just a very loving atmosphere. You know, no one felt like strangers. Everybody felt like family. And it was like a family reunion, really. And mm-hmm. as someone that, um, you know, our church, we visit a lot of churches, that was an experience that I really will never forget because it's not a lot of places you wow. can go where you don't know the person's name, but you know that they're family. So that was very impactful to me because I come from a very dysfunctional, you know, family and, you know, not everybody talks to one another. So to go to some place where you don't even know the person is taking care of you is really, really a big deal to me. And I really appreciate that. Wow, 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 amazing. What was a highlight for you? Um, I really liked um, Pastor Light's talk, um, his second talk as well as his first. Everything was wonderful and everything, you know, spoke to my life at the moment, of course. But his talk about, you know, believing in the truth and believing in the lies um, really, really was impactful to me because it really spoke about, you know, if you believe in the truth, you believe you produce the fruit of the spirit and the gifts of the spirit. And if you believe in the lies, you produce, you know, sinful fruit and self-protection. And that's really something I've been struggling with, you know, trying to protect myself um, in the midst of, you know, being sinful and stuff, you know, just trying to justify why the thing, why I do the things that I do, knowing that it's simple, you know, knowing that it's not what God wants for me. But I, you know, and putting it in that light really allowed me to trust God more, you know, to reveal to me what the truth is um, amidst all the lies that I tell myself. So I'm really, you know, on that journey of just, you know, getting rid of all of the lies that I tell myself so I'm able to, you know, live in the truth and produce the fruit of the spirit and the the gifts of the spirit. Oh, wow, Teresa. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Really, really thank you so much because a lot of times, again, when we go to these events, you know, these conferences, these um, these gatherings, we, we sometimes go to things that we really, really need. And what you just got finished describing really, you know, just lends to how much of a blessing the this this experience was. It really gives, I, I agree. I don't even call it an event, this particular conference this was amazing and i thank you so much for sharing that with us and, and jumping on and you know letting everybody know that they should not miss it going forward right god amen 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 because this was i feel sorry for those that weren't able to attend but thank god that we were there to you know give interviews and documentation of some of the you know talks and stuff 
So you'll get a little glimpse of what was actually going on. But to be there in person was really to be blessed and be a blessing to God. Amen. Thank you so much for just, you know, adding your two cents into this conversation. And we pray you have a blessed day, Teresa. Thank God for your experience. Thank God. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, we got our lone man on the phone. Good morning, Serge. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Stephanie. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And you? That's good. That's good. I am well. Thank you. I am well. So, Serge, what was your experience? Wow. Um, my experience was everything, to tell you the truth. Um, <laughs> there were so much things that, that you could have grasped out of what was there. You get you got to meet new faces. You got to meet um, entrepreneurs. You would, you, you would have thought that you was going to go talk to God and, you know, we'll be with God. But you got you got more than just food and and learning. Wow, wow, wow. What was a highlight for you? And I'm saying a highlight because I agree with Anika. You could you could put yourself, you know, into one area and just say this was my favorite because they made sure that the experience was so broad that you couldn't even put your finger on one. So what was a highlight for you, Serge? My highlight was um, listening to Dr. Ray Light when he mentioned about the fear of how you you make yourself believe in it and you letting it take taking over taking control of your life, meaning that you making it into a reality, because fear is not really mm. the reality of you, of who you are, and that was like wow, and that's that was that was like that's like one of the most things that I have um, an issue with is fear, okay. and I've. I've, and he kind of—he—I he, am not gonna say he kind of opened my eyes. He opened my eyes like to see where I was letting that fear become a reality because I was accepting it into my own being. Mm. Wow! 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 Amazing! Amazing! Which breakout room did you attend that you really—you know—one of the things that that comes to your mind first that you really that was really beneficial to you? Um, to tell the truth, I, I had a two breakout room and, and both of them was great. I love both of them and it's very hard to pick. <laughs> but if I would choose, I would choose the mental, um, the mental health because it opened um, a different story of how your mental, your, your mental issues could occur. Um, you having um, suicidal thoughts, and why why you had the suicidal thoughts? Um, that was like a great example, and also it it would help many people in our community because a lot of our community are saying that we don't um, suffer from mental health, and it's not true. It's because we just trying to like backwash it behind our brain, saying that we don't we don't need to go to the doctor. Mm. You know, we always talk about men. We just got finished talking to Dr. Pierre Gordon and, you know, finding out that this this increased 
estrogen actually occurs also with men. And we know that women, you know, go to the doctor much more often than men. And I want to ask you, you know, why do you think that, you know, men, why don't men go to the doctor as much as women do? <laughs> um, it's, uh, for me, I, I'll say probably because it's pride and they don't want to be like, uh, they don't look so weak. Because <laughs> um, okay. that's what that's what that, that that's that's the first that comes that comes in my mind is seeing that you know when you go to the doctor it's like saying oh you sick, and men don't like to look sick they like to look strong so you go to <laughs> you go to the doctor it, you you look like a frail man who is sick but in reality it's not true it's, you know you have to go check yourself up you gotta go check yourself to make sure you are you stay strong because then later on you not go to the doctor. Then everybody starts seeing you looking skinny or whatever whatever um, illness that you get. They're gonna say, "Oh, he's a frail man now." So you know what? The doctor is actually helping you get stronger <laughs> than more than you know. <laughs> okay, and you know, so that's not the first time I've heard a man say that. You know, we, you know, we we just seem weak, and you know, we don't want to know what's going on because that breaks you down mentally to hear that you're actually sick. So, you know, you just confirmed what some other men have said. And mm-hmm. to go to a, let's say, church event and find out this information, it's fantastic, isn't it? Because it lets you know that God is in your health, correct? Amen, yes. <laughs> you know, we talk about health a whole lot here on It's Due Time. And I want to thank you for, you know, jumping in. And helping us, you know, with your experience. Is there anything you want to say before you go? Um, no, no, I was going to say thank you, too. Because thank you for the opportunity for allowing me to go there. Because if, if I had the opportunity to go, I want to experience the experience that I have. And I wouldn't even be able to um, be blessed to have a vendor myself. Because I was one of the vendors over there as well. Amen, amen. You know, Serge has some artwork. God has definitely blessed him with a gift for drawing and, and, you know, has wonderful, wonderful talent in that area. And his work was displayed. And I have to say I'm so proud of you publicly, Serge, so proud of you for what you have allowed God to do in your life. To watch you and Shanti flow this weekend was amazing. You, Shanti, and Viv. Oh my goodness, Vivian. I'm when I say Viv, this is Vivian's husband. Everybody, our our socially conscious Vivian. You know, you y'all think socially conscious? No, Vivian. Oh my goodness. You know, let's talk about that for a quick minute before you go, sir. Watching yeah. Vivian this weekend. She had to take Shantice's place. You know, for the past few times we've done this, it's been Shantice, Vivian, and myself on a rotation of interviewing and conversing with people and the attendees and presenters and all kinds of things. But this time, Vivian had to step her game up because Shantice was over in her own wing doing what God has for her, giving her some increase as well. And what did you think of, of watching Vivian, when you watch Vivian, kind of float around the room and do her thing? 
Oh, man. Uh, me watching her seeing, seeing a strong woman, <laughs> and she's doing the work of God, and she was letting the, you know, because sometimes somebody will see that they do all the work. They're like, well, I got to do all the work. But that wasn't the case with her. She she she, she knew that the, um, God wanted her to do that, and she, he was utilizing her to doing the work that was needed. And she didn't have no problem doing the work for God. And that was a blessing to see and watching her um, doing the interviews with the girls, doing the interview with the um, with Dr. Pearson, and doing the interview with um, majority of a lot of people, and seeing seeing that you know she was she she had the the face of of joy, and she 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 looked stressed, mm. she looked um, doubtful. That's 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 what you need to oh. see when doing God's work. You, you can't you can't show yeah. that. You are angry, or you're angry, or you sad, because God, God is joy. You can't be showing that you, you're not happy doing God's work. You got to be um, fruitful and, ha- and joyful and ready for God, God's work at all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So I agree 100% with what you're saying. Thank you so much, Serge, for joining us today and you know chatting it up with me. And I pray you have a blessed day. <laughs> Thank you. You too. Have a blessed day. Okay. Thank you. Uh, it's that time of the hour. You know, we're at the top of the hour on Mondays, and there's only one thing we do, and that's get the switch tip with Shanti. Good morning, Shanti. Good morning. Good morning. You know, I'm not going to talk to you about anything else, but the switch tip right now. Because I need you to focus. Uh, What you got for us today? Today I have the switch with Shantice where we make the switch from the streets to our godly seat. And our switch tip 154 this week is stop being petty. Now there were a few Mm -hmm. definitions that came up when I looked up petty. First one was of little value or importance. Second definition was marked by or reflective of narrow interests and sympathies. Third definition was small-minded. And the fourth one was the one that really stood out to me because it just broke it down. Real practical way. A person who is purposefully childish with the intent of eliciting a reaction. Eliciting meaning bring out. So I'm going to reread it. A person who is purposefully childish with the intent of bringing out a reaction. And, you know, the word petty is something that is thrown around and used a lot. And I remember a while ago I heard someone say um, there was a conversation that was taking place and someone said, oh, God is petty. And he was like, whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mm-hmm. pretty much understand and know what the word petty means, but after intentionally, like this is my first time intentionally looking up the definition of petty and now reading these. And I remember saying to God, like after that, you know, after the person said that, and it was like, whoa. And, you know, I always sort of petty as being like also nitpicking, like someone nitpicks. And I've got to have this like, God, I, I want you to every second get down to the nitty gritty with me. So, you know, be childish 
not challenge God. Be petty with me, God. Be petty. And, you know, I've said that to God in our, you know, one-on-one time. But after reading these definitions, I don't want to use that word with him anymore because there's nothing godly about the word petty. But a few um, verses came to mind me reading this. And it's crazy because this last definition that I just read, I actually just pulled up about 60 seconds ago. <laughs> so sometimes when you just go back and see what else, you know, you're able to come up with. But a person who was purposefully childish with the intent of bringing out a reaction, is that the God that we serve? Absolutely not. Yes, God is not a God who only works on the surface. He gets down to the root, down to the foundation of our issues, of our trauma, of our problems, of our pettiness. And what he is bringing out of us is the filth, is the wickedness, is the evil, is that persona. You know, that six tip that God gave us a few weeks ago, get rid of that persona. He brings that out, not so that he can get a reaction out of us, because God doesn't need our attention in that way. Okay, he, he's not starving for our attention in that way. But he brings those things out of us because those are the things that keep us away from him. So being petty is one of those things that keeps us far away from God and Jesus. Okay, Luke six twenty seven through 28, New Living Translation, these are words that came directly from Jesus' mouth. But to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. And if there is one area where we are guaranteed to be petty in, it's towards people who we feel have hurt us, have misused us, have rejected us, us has dismissed us, so on and so forth. And Jesus himself directly has said we cannot take that as an opportunity to be petty. We cannot take that as an opportunity to be purposefully childish so that we can bring out a reaction. Because we already got reactions from people. They already tried to play us. They already tried to disrupt us. So what other reaction are we trying to get out of them, okay? So we have to make sure that we're doing the opposite and that we're being godly toward them. Because that's the reaction. When when we do that, the reaction that's going to come from that is the reaction that God needs from them. So when we're petty, we're actually helping people sin. Crazy. We never thought about it that way. We're actually helping people have a wicked reaction, an evil reaction, and we're not supposed to help. See, God just gave us the the, the, the stumbling block tip. This is crazy. Okay, James 3.16, message version. Whenever you're trying to look better than others or get the better of others, things fall apart and everyone ends up at each other's throats. And this one says ends up at others' throats. So anytime we're trying to be petty, we're trying to look better than this one, sound better than this one. And, again, going back to the first two verses that we just read, look at the reaction. We end up at each other's throat. Is that what God wants? Absolutely not. Second Timothy 2, 23 through 26, these are actually some of my memory verses that I had to memorize for myself. And now I see why, because there was a level of pettiness in me that God needed to get out. But I'm going to read these verses in the New Limits Translation. Again, I say... Don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach, and be patient with difficult people. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts, and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's traps. 
for they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. And again, when I read those verses, all I hear is reactions, reactions, reactions. A person who was purposefully childish with the intent of bringing out a reaction. And these last three verses just seal the deal. We are not to be petty because that is going to cause them to react in a way that serves the devil. And they are already serving the devil because they are already held captive by him to do whatever he wants them to do. So we must make sure we are making the conscious decision of making the switch from being petty to making sure that we are showing people the way to be, the way to act, the way to speak, so that they give the reaction that God needs them to give. Thank you, Pastor. You, Shanti, stop being petty. Wow. When you said that, I was like, whoa, okay. Excellent, Mm -hmm. excellent, excellent. Don't go anywhere. Let me read this uh, benediction. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's Romans 8, 38 and 39. Now here's the thing. That, you know, that's one of my favorite benedictions here on this due time. Well, everybody's been talking about uh, Pastor Ray Light and his presentation this weekend at the conference. And that was one of the verses he used. Do you remember that, Sean? Yes. 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 What did that do for you when you heard him use that verse? Because he was blowing your way, blowing your way, blowing your way. What did you think about that? It was for the confirmation. You know, you read that, and, you know, when you come from having a mind, you still occasionally struggle with the God didn't really check for me. God didn't really love me all that much. Okay, there's still a limit, you know, after what I said or what I did. Okay, this is going to be the thing that has him, you know, throw me away like everyone else and so on and so forth. So to hear someone else, you know, reiterate that and fit that into those verses, into what God has given them to deliver to everyone, it is just like, an extra like <laughs> almost like God taking a hammer like begging you in the head like get it through your head nothing is gonna separate me from my love for you you know so it, it was it was great to hear it yet again and you know he didn't try to put a twist on it it was just this is the word of God this is what he says and this is what it is like there's no we, there's no need to try to make it sound fancy it's fancy in itself this, this, this is what it is that's it Absolutely, absolutely. So your experience at this weekend's conference, the Love Thrives Community Conference, was what? Amazing. (laughs) Very unexpected. I knew I would get something from it. There were a lot of things trying to distract me, including myself, you know, paying attention to the things that were trying to distract me and knowing that they were trying to distract me. And this is why you got to stay with God, because it's like he blesses you with the discernment. You see that they're distractions, but yet you get distracted by the distraction. It's just like, okay, get it together. <laughs> but it was, um, it was 
amazing to, you know, have like a whole turnaround while, you know, God is teaching you how to shut up and push through. And, you know, you're there and, you know, you're obligated at the same time. You know that you, you know you're going to enjoy yourself. So, again, you try not to pay attention to the distraction so that you can genuinely take everything in. And, you know, the beauty of it was we were there to work, but it didn't feel like work. And that's something that I was really thanking God for, that God, you've blessed me with assignments and work that is so enjoyable and it doesn't feel like I'm on a job. Wow. And how often does that happen in life? We, we really, you know, how many just said, let me go back to the plantation and I'm like, and I'm mm-hmm. saying to myself, mm-hmm. you know, God has me, I'm like, are we really seeing that? You know, we have to really watch our terminology. Like I said to, to you all here on this new time, God, God is really dealing with me. When I tell you, I'm trying to figure out how does, how does God pour in so much into one life? So mm-hmm. when, when you say that, that's like so monumental. I have to say publicly, like I said to Serge, I, and Vivian didn't call in today, you know, I wanted to say it to her, and I guess I'll say it to her on Wednesday, God's this. To watch you flow this weekend, you know, for those of you who don't know, Shanti Saints and Pastor Hewlett invited her, the both of us actually, she needed some singers because she was trying to put together this um, choir, this community mm. choir just weekend. And I was like, listen, I used to sing. I, I don't sing no more. But I tell you, you know, you can rely on Shanti if she feels she's up to it. And um, she did. She called on Shanti to sing. And this girl jumped in. She was singing with the choir as though they had rehearsed like a million times already. And what was what was that like just to be included? Kind of like impromptu. You know, you didn't know. You, yeah. know, you knew the song you know, because you had heard it. But, you know, to actually be a part of that community of singers who you had never met before. It was so exciting and fun, and again, this is why you have to stop paying, because I actually called Pastor Hulette because I was so concerned about not sounding prepared, because anyone who has ever been into performing arts and performing, and I come from a musical family, a performing arts family, where we take, listen, if you want to hit that stage, you better do it right or sit down, don't get up there and make a fool out of us. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, don't make a fool out of guys. Don't make a fool out of us because everybody knows that we we serious about this thing. And, you know, I was really <laughs> concerned because, as you said, Pastor Seth, Pastor Hewlett was so excited to be able to pull in singers from different states. None of us, not only did we not sing together before, we didn't know each other. You know, musicians who didn't know each other. And I was okay, Pastor Hewlett. Uh, I'm a little concerned. And she was like, girl, listen, come here, sing. Don't worry about it. And to be there... And we had a 30-minute rehearsal Friday night to prepare for the Saturday concert. And even the Friday night, the voices, and there was not one glitch. No one was off. The director didn't have to stop and say, okay, wait, who doesn't have their note? It was just so on point. It was so exciting. I felt like I arrived. I was like, oh, God, you could put me with some singers, and I sound just as good. And and we flowing, and we it, – it just really showed how, like – Again, be also ready. Be also ready. 
And, you know, when you keep doubting yourself and God is like, I said I got you, just get here and open your mouth. I, I, I got everything else. But it was really, really exciting. It was really exciting. Uh, I thank God for your experience as your mother and as your pastor. Yes. I, I, you, you all, even Teddy, you know, just yes. stepped up. Anita, yes. You know, Everything every, was an interest yes. in everybody. It, you all represent well. I am so proud to be able to say that you're all a part of this team that God has put together. Keep up the work. Keep allowing God to use you. And thank you so much for sharing what you experienced. And you, we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you so much for that switch tip. Stop being petty. Thank you. All right. That was yeah. a wonderful one. Thank yes, you. So there you have it. You know, God has moved me. I'm actually going to try to reach out to some of those who were a part of this weekend. But I tell you, phenomenal. You just heard it yourself. Um, and I'm not a conference person. And it's funny because for the past couple of years, God has given me the concept of a conference. But, you know, when you know God, you know when to move. You know, just because he's plants something in you, it doesn't, you know, he doesn't start watering it right away because it will start growing and then you all twist it. But it's amazing how I, I, he gave it to me. And then I had two conferences to attend. And they were amazing. And this, you know, one was with our pastor, Terry Adolfo, who was on. She did Praying for Your Husband's Mind. And she's going to be a part of our upcoming conference. And, again, back in January, we had Pastor Hewlett come on, and she, I saw that she had. And I was like, go ahead and tell us about it. And at that time, God said, you need to go. And little did I know what, you know, what, to, that I, what I would experience. And it was every bit. When I tell you we left out of here broken physically. We were twisted. If it had not been for Anika, we would, I don't know how we would have made it because we would have still been sitting in front of the house and they would have been waiting for us. We would not have been able to move. We were twisted. Twisted. I promise you. Twisted. Um, but God, but God, but God, who is amazing, will make sure you complete the task that he has set before you. And I promise you, just stick with God. You will not go wrong. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth because they will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank Dr. Pierre Gordon and our due time crew members behind the scenes for joining me today. Thank you for hanging out with us and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life. And uh, right now, please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us until tomorrow God spares where we will be doing our five to ten segment on the HBO Max miniseries Love and Death. Until then, God spares. I love you.